Thank you for calling us MOG when we only knew John 316. Thank you, sir. Uh, I want us to just bow our heads and just make two prayers very quickly before we look at the word. Now, we'll be very quick this morning. I won't take our time more than we should. I'm going to pray two prayer points. Number one, we're going to pray that Lord appear to me or reveal yourself to me by your word this morning. In the name of Jesus. Lord, reveal yourself to me by your word. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Pray it for yourself so that you will not come and live the same way you have come. There will be a change. Your mind will be renewed. Your heart will change. Your life will be transformed. First Samuel 3 and verse 21. First Samuel 3, 21. It says, the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. The Lord appeared to Samuel by his word. So, Lord, by your word, this morning appear to me. Reveal yourself to me. Let there be a change in my life. Let there be a change in my thinking. Let there be a change in my spiritual walk with you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the second prayer I'm going to pray is, Lord, let me undo your word. Not just to appear to me, but let me grab it. In the name of Jesus. You will understand it later, but Lord, let me grab hold of your word. Go ahead and pray that prayer for yourself. In the name of Jesus. Lord, let me take hold of your word. Let me take hold of your word. In the name of Jesus, let me take hold of your word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And so, Lord, I declare, anoint these lips, Lord. Speak through my mouth, think through my mind. Lord, let every word bring men their inheritance in Christ. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. First John 1 and verse 1. First John 1 verse 1. It says, that which was from the beginning. It said, which we have seen, which we have looked upon with our eyes. It said, which we have handled. That's why the apostles had a different uh, lifestyle. Because they not only saw the word appear to them, they also undoed it. That's why we pray that prayer. So it is what you grab hold of that will work for you. Hallelujah. I mean, I mean everybody eats. But it's only when you chew or masticate the food or when it gets that when the stomach breaks it down that the forces in the food will come out. So like pastor has been saying that teaching, you know, give attendance, it is there that the forces that are present in God's word will come out. Hallelujah. So that's why we pray that prayer so that we will not, it won't waste our time this morning. It was for five minutes. That did go to seven. Okay. Hallelujah. So this morning we'll look at making your faith yield fruit. Hallelujah. <laughs> making your faith yield fruit. I'll try to be fast, but not to rush us at the same time. Hallelujah. James chapter 2. We'll, re- we'll just do a long reading, but we'll come back to James before we end to explain some of the things we'll talk about very quickly. James chapter 2 and verse 14 down to, okay, down to the end, verse 26. But don't worry, remember pastor said we should give attendance to reading. So don't be in a hurry. Hallelujah. James 2 verse 14 down to verse 26. Now before we read this, grace that we have received, the covenant of grace that we have received does not exempt us from work. And I will explain that it does not exempt us from work. Just as there are two kinds of righteousness, right? Romans 10, it says, Moses described righteousness by the law, and it's also the righteousness through faith in Christ, right? Those are two kinds of righteousness, right? There's also, or there are also two kinds of works. There's the works of the law, and there's the works of faith. 
In other words, that we have come into grace does not exempt us from works like praying, studying, acting in faith, and we'll see that today. So why is it that faith has not been yielding fruit for some and yielding fruit for others? It's because some are applying the works of faith and others are not. Faith without works, the Bible says, is what? It's dead. But works without faith will kill you. In other words, you are just, you're just acting, acting, but there's no faith. There are those who pray longer than you do, but they are not praying in faith. And that's why there's no result. Remember James, two, says, uh, James 5, it says, the prayer of faith that will save. Is that true? James 5, 15 down. So in other words, it has to be of faith for this work to yield fruit. So that's what we're going to look at this morning. But James 2, I already said what I wanted to say, but anyway, it's not new. James 2, verse 14, I'll read to verse 26. I'll try to be fast, but we'll come back to it and then pick some of the points. Hallelujah. Are we together? What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he had faith and have not works, can faith save him? Can faith save him? John Calvin said, he said, faith alone can save. He said, but saving faith is never alone. You know what? Faith has the ability to save, but for that faith to save, works have to be added to it. For it to become saving faith. For instance, you have to receive before you are born again. John 1, 12 says, as many as received, these are the ones that are called the sons of God. The ability to be sons of God, ability to be sons of God are already there, but it's the receiving which does the work. Hallelujah. Don't be misled. You have work to do under grace. And we'll explain why there's difference between the works of the law and the works of faith. But I'll try to be fast. Pardon me. 15. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, this is what over-religious people do. Over-faith people. And one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed. And filled, notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What does it profit? You see your friend hungry, you lay hands on him, be filled. And you have money, you don't give them. 17. Even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. Yeah, a man may say, Thou hast faith and have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, which is dead now. He said, But I will show you, show thee my faith by my works. So now what? To show. Remember that Jesus said, he said, by their fruit, 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 pardon me. He said what? So it is the knowing, the seeing of the fruit. I don't know if a tree is mango tree. You see it, Abby. And so it is by the seeing of that. So what is shown? That you know that, okay, this thing has, is working. Right? And we'll look at the example of Abraham that was given and rehab their Lord. He said, thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. So if you just have faith, you, you try. Because demons do have. They believe. So the devil also believe and tremble. But we don't know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Now look at this. He said Abraham was justified when he offered. Now here's the, here's the difference. You know, one would say, because sometimes um, even... I think within theologians, they have the argument that, you know, James was not as new creation as Paul. And many people probably have heard that if you have read it, it sounds somehow. But of course not, because the Holy Ghost inspired his writing. 
and the Holy Ghost wouldn't have made a mistake. So it was new creation. Only that it has to be properly explained. It is true that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Genesis 15 verse 6. Right? Genesis 15 6 said Abraham believed God and was counted to him for righteousness. So he was righteous by believing. True? That's in Genesis 15. So that's the faith that God had in Abraham. God declared it. But when he came to chapter 22, when he offered Isaac, right? When you read it from verse 9 down, Genesis 22, it says there in verse 9, the angel said, now I know that you fear the Lord. So Itato, before now, my faith in you, I know. But now your faith in me, by the works you have now done, or by your response to the faith I have in you. That's what I'm now, are you getting the concept now? So, that's, so now I now see. Does it make sense? So what James is saying, James is not negating what Paul said. Right? But James is saying essentially that for Abraham, how we knew or how we know now that Abraham had faith was by the works that went with it. Is that true? And in fact, Abraham's life even began to even change when the fruit of what he did began, began to come. Because from verse 9, 10, 11, the angel then said, okay, you know, you multiply, multiply, and bless, and bless, and blah, blah, blah. I get the concept now. Anybody confused? All right. Is it making sense? 22, it says, oh, sorry. Okay, 21, again. it says, was not Abraham our father justified by works? So this is not works of the law. This is works of faith, right? When he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar, or, you know, I like to put it that he almost offered Isaac. Says how faith wrought with his works, so faith is never alone. It works together with works. We explain it. And by works was faith made perfect. So the faith you have is not perfect until you put work to it. That's what it means. The word perfect there means accomplish. Complete. Right? For instance, um, Philippians 2, 12 and 13. You know, people always use that. It says, you know, that, you know, work out your salvation, right? With fear and trembling. He said, but it is God who worketh in you, right? The two works there are a little different. They are different. So that's where, so they are different. In other words, God has his work to do, and you have your work to do. The God works in you, that word, that word there means that God has the, gives the power to do the work. It's energy, that's energy to do the work. So it's one that gives the, are you getting the concept now? Then the workout. It's now based on what is there. That's what you will do. So it doesn't give you license to job. Does it make sense? So the, the work there, I think is kategazomai or something like that. It means you it means from what has been done, you bring it out and work. So that's what now is like the way I like to put it, I don't know if it's right. I like to put it like we God did 80%. Or let's say 99%. And now put my 1% is the work. Does it make sense? So that comes in your attendance, reading, your praying, your studying. I'm going to look at that very, very quickly. I'm not taking too much of our time. So verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God, which is Genesis 15, 6, and it was imputed into him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. 24, ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Faith alone is dead. 25, likewise also was not Rahab the Allot. Remember Rahab the Allot? Joshua, right? He said, justified by, the, by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. 
In fact, when you look at the story of Rahab, the Bible says Rahab, when she was speaking to the spies, she told them, he said, see, we have heard of your God and fear has come upon us. What you're about to say, Jini Jini Boa, he has come upon us. All of us are scared in this old land. But only Rahab did something with that word she has believed to save the spies. And it is that work that made us to record Rahab in Hebrews 11 on the faith. You see that? Stop just believing or just having faith without doing anything with it. It's dead. And stop doing things without having faith. It will kill you. So the point here is mix the two to get fruit. Does it make sense? Excess of anything will lead to error. Believe me, too much grace exempting the works of faith, it will lead to error. You know, any, anything that is too sweet, it kills, right? Diabetes. <laughs> Proverbs 25, 16. Proverbs 25, 16. He said, as thou found honey or pleasure, he said, eat enough. He said, let it fuse you or you vomit. Error. Problem. Stomach problem. So, in other words, don't do too much of it. You've got to mix it to have the right result. Let me, let me use this example. You know, I've had tomato juice for a while. I had for a while. And, you know, what my family did was they gave me this apple cider vinegar to drink. And if you know, if you drink it alone, <laughs> lo motua. <laughs> so, so they told me, okay, you have to mix it with a certain amount for it to produce the right result. That's just the point I'm making. Let me finish. 26. He said, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Faith must never be allowed to move alone. It will not produce result. And God wants the believer to bear fruit. In fact, the root of righteousness, the Bible says, it says it bears fruit. If indeed we are righteous, there's got to be fruit that shows that, yes, we have the righteousness. Proverbs 12, verse 12, Proverbs 12, 12. He said the root of righteousness, it produces fruit. So how we know, so we say, okay, September is our month of fruitfulness, and I always like to extend it, our life, right? It's a life of fruitfulness. <laughs> For we to have fruit, we have the faith already. It is what we do with this faith that produces results. I could, we could spend time and say this alone, and your time today will not be waste, but I won't say it alone. Hallelujah. I wrote this and I said, grace in the extreme will lead to lasciviousness or laziness. And I can say that boldly because I've been a victim of that. So I can say that. You all receive grace alone. You know, if you heard of people who preach and say, okay, no, you have grace and so you don't need to pray. Christ has prayed for you. Have you heard that before? There are people who propose that and still do say that. You know, Christ has fasted for you. <laughs> In fact, they came to meet Jesus, you know, a disciple. He said, why is it that you are fasting? The disciple not fasting. He said, don't worry, leave them. They will fast. When I go, they will, nobody will tell them they will fast. And from day one, in fact, when he died, they didn't eat that, those three days. And whether they wanted or not, fasting started. Hallelujah. Romans 4, verse 16, and just pick something from there. I'll just pick up, 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 and they'll look at something. This history of faith. Romans 4, 16, said, therefore, it is of faith that it may be by grace. So number one thing is that grace that came became effective in you by you receiving it through what? 
Faith. That's what he's saying. Remember Ephesians 2 8. Ephesians 2 verse 8. He said, We are saved by grace through faith. Is that true? He says, It's not of work, so let any man should boast. Verse 9. He said, It is the gift of God. Is that right? So, in other words, the grace that came from Christ, we receive it through faith. See, that receiving is work. That receiving is, is a work of faith. So, my point there is that same work of faith you did, don't let it go. Listen, if you do, it will make you a prey. That's, that's, that's what happens. Don't let it go. Colossians 2, verse 6 down. Colossians 2, 6, 7 down. It says, as you have received him, therefore walk in him. I always like to use that scripture. So the same way you did, that work you did, don't let it go. Don't let it stop. Jesus said in John 14, verse 12, John 14, 12, he said, he said you will walk the same way I have walked. I'm trying to paraphrase it so that we understand it in simple English. So in other words, Jesus walked, we also walk. We have work to do. That's how fruit will come. Jesus said in John 15, was talking to the disciples, John 15, 1 to 11. He said, see, guys, the only way you bear fruit is if you abide in me. Abiding in me means these are things you will do. Study, pray, stay with me. Stay focused with me. Please don't neglect the work you have to do to cause your fruit to show. Hallelujah. Don't. Romans 4, 16. I'm trying to stay here so that I won't. I'll be, I hope it's making sense so far. He said that my bit of grace to the end of to the end the promise might be short toward the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but that also which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. This means to see the fruit from the branches. These are things I wrote down. Then we must know that it is through faith we receive from what grace has made available. Romans 5, verse 1 to 2. Look at that. I know we are writing down, so it's good. Probably go back home and I'm gonna read it. I would like to give us as many scriptures as possible today. So that, you know, sometimes if you give like maybe one or two scriptures, you can read it in three minutes, you are gone. But if you have like 40 scriptures, you'll be there for a long time. And the longer you stay with the word of God, the better. Hallelujah. That's why I always like, I don't like to have one scripture for one thing. I like to have as so many, so many as possible. Romans 5, verse 1 to 2. It said, therefore, being justified, how? By faith. So we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at verse, verse 2. It said, by whom also we have access. You see the word access. If I say you have access to the church through the door, that means you have to walk through that door into the church. You see, those simple things, that's work. That's, work, that's called the work of faith. So when one neglects those simple, those simple deals, no fruit. And that's what the devil tries to twist the grace message to release to men so that men now become lazy and without eating fruit. That's what Jude was trying to say. He said, men, so people have come in and they twisted. He said they twisted the word of grace so that men now are no longer yielding fruit. Because this simple principle. I would like to say, I've, I've climbed on this message for, uh, on this pulpit or I haven't talked to anybody for a long time. The main thing I always say is read the Bible. <laughs> study the Bible, study the Bible. Why? There is nothing else that will cause your work of faith to be shown to men than this. Hallelujah. Now I read this. I said, this is who we were when we got into Christ. So, verse 2, it says, by whom also we have access by faith. I'm reading Romans 5, right? Verse 2. Please follow me. Pardon me if I'm talking too fast or I'm rushing. By whom also we have access into, by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Remember, we have access already, right? And rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Remember 1 Corinthians uh, 1 verse 30. 
1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 says that of him are you in Christ, who God has made to us wisdom, righteousness, redemption, sanctification, right? So we have been made, right? Is that true? Second uh, Corinthians, put for us, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. I want us to read together so we can pick a point there very quickly. I have 20 minutes more. Okay, very good. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. I'm trying to come. I think I, I think I rushed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is it okay? So 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, For he had made him to be seen for us, right? Who knew no sin? Now he says what? So very good. So this is who we are, right? We are made righteous. Now, what our work will do is that it will bring it out from inside us so that men will see it. You are righteous. Doesn't, whether you do righteous or not, you are righteous. Because under the law, you have to do to be righteous. Under grace, you do because you are righteous, right? So you already have righteousness inside. But how this fruit will be shown to men is that you have a walk. You walk it out. You show it out. All these things come from the simple, simple things you do like praying, study of God. I don't need to say that. You already know that. Right? Luke 17. Let me drop a point here that one of the things that affect a lot of people in their work of faith or what discourages men in their work of faith. And God wants us to just say that. Luke 17, from verse 5 to 10. Something happened there. I will read it together. This is the point I want to make from here. So that you don't get discouraged. If so far you have been applying this faith, I've been shouting about sins, and there's no result. The number one thing the Holy Ghost wants to tell you is from verse 5. Down. The apostles came, or the disciples. Verse 5. Are we there? Luke 17, 5. He said, and the apostles said unto the Lord, what? So now, these guys felt that the problem they had was the size of their faith. Is that true? I mean, that's what he's saying there. So they are diagnosed their problem. And that's what some of us do. We are experts in diagnosing what we are going through. Okay, you know what, Lord? I know it's because my faith was small. That's why that headache did not go. You know, I mean, I do that. So don't worry, it's not only you. Right? So they said, Lord, increase our faith. But look at the answers Jesus gave. And the Lord said, if ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed. So, you know, God is saying, Jesus is saying, it wasn't the size. You know, even a small faith can do mighty. So, if we have said as, you know, faith as a grain of mustard seed. And, you know, we always said that if you have seen mustard seed, it's like kind of the smallest seed, I think. Right? Like, it's very, very small. He said, ye might say unto this sacramine tree. If you know sacramine tree, that's very strong root. Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey. And not just fall in the sea, planted in the sea. Man. But which of you, having a servant? Now look at verse 7. Jesus now began to relay a very short parable to explain something. Now watch. It says, but which of you, having a servant, plowing or feeding cattle, we see unto him by and by, when he is come from the field, go and sit down to meet. It, and we not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup. So the servant has been working since morning. He comes home in the evening because supper here is supper, right? He comes in the evening saying, even though you, you still tell him, go and make food, let me eat. You know, sometimes when people read this, yeah, Jesus is wicked. But watch the, the context so you understand what he's saying. And gird thyself and serve me 
till I have eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? Jesus said, No, I throw not, or I think not. Number 10, he says, So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, We are unprofitable, blah, 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 we have done that which was our duty. Now watch this, because people always do this and they misinterpret the parable. The context before the parable was what? Faith. Is that true? So the servant there is faith. So he's saying, which of you, after you have put your faith to work, will not have faith to rest? So what he's saying is that always put faith on the field. Always put faith at work. See, if we, if at any point you allow faith to rest, that means that when you don't give it work, does it make sense? No fruit, no result. So he's saying, always put your faith to work. I mean, that's what Jesus did. Check all he read all through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It was always from one miracle to another miracle. Jesus, you know the tire. No, 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 no. He's always putting his faith to work. Faith for you to use result has got to be put to work. I don't need to tell you, of course, that you have to pray. If you are a believer, you should know by now you should pray. Prayer is, <laughs> is breathing and breathing out for the believer. Hallelujah. First Timothy 6 and verse, verse 12. Paul said this. He said, fight the good fight of faith. You know, Paul is not a wrestler. Not WWE. <laughs> you know, when I, was, when I was studying this, one illustration came to mind. How many of you watch, watch WWE here? Okay, okay. So you understand. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. You know, when we were little, they fooled us. We didn't know that some of those fights were... Uh, it's not fake, oh. They get lashes, oh. But it was planned, right? So now, the winner already knows. So you see them coming, smiling. Then they will win. <laughs> I think 2016, there was a fight 2016. Uh, Goldberg. I'm not sure Goldberg. Don't worry, don't worry. You understand when I... <laughs> Back in the day, so I was doing a comeback and it was to fight Brock Lesnar. And I mean, I was a fan. I was like, man, Brock Lesnar, we chew this guy, man. He's good, man. And the fight ended within seconds. He won. Now, when he was coming, I was like, what is giving this guy so much guts, sir? To don't come and just, you know. But listen, it was a good fight because he already knew that he has won. In fact, they brought his family. He has never brought his family before. He brought his family, his son, everybody to come and watch him. <laughs> Nobody will bring that. That's true, right? His son came. You won't bring your, your family to come and watch you lose. Is that true? Now, Paul is saying here, essentially, he says, fight the good fight of faith. One, because faith is already victorious. So, you don't have to be uh, scared to put your faith to work because faith is not striving to have victory. Faith is the victory. So, it's a good fight. Does it make sense? The Bible says in 1 John 5, verse 4, 1 John 5, 4, he says, whatsoever is born of God, he said, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. So your faith, by its nature that it has, is victorious. So when you put it to work, it will, it will, it will, it will do its job. So the servant here, he will go plow in the field and come and cook for you at home. That's what, that's what Jesus said, right? Does it make sense? So Paul said here, he said, Fight the good fight of faith. 
lay hold on eternal life. You lay hold. It's an epilambano. Grab. It's, it's, uh, it's a verb. It's an active thing to do. I hope you're getting the point. Now, what Jesus did to make it easy for us is that he gave us righteousness. Because what condemnation does is it makes you weak. It makes us weak. So condemnation makes it unable for you to put your faith to work. But righteousness makes it easy for you to put your faith to work. As Romans 1.17 says, you know, it says um, righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, right? Does it make sense? So as faith, righteousness is coming out. It's giving the ability for faith to work. So you're already righteous. That makes it able for you to put your faith to work. Please. And I think this is the only point I'm making so far. So I think I can say it over and over. I still have 11 minutes. <laughs> Please. Don't allow your faith to rest without you putting an action to it. These actions are just simple. Praying. Studying. Singing praises. Or giving thanksgiving. I didn't want to. I almost forgot that before. I don't want to forget that. If you have not been applying, we were saying it in our previous uh, meeting that we had, if you have not been applying thanksgiving, ah, you are losing out. If you have not been applying praying, praising, you are losing out. You are making your faith weak. You are giving your faith rest. Faith wasn't designed by God to rest. God from Genesis 1 put his own faith to work. I hope you know that. The woman caught the hand of adultery. I wrote that down. Remember Jesus said to her, go and sin no more, right? That was a statement of Jesus is saying essentially. Because what Jesus said before, John 8, verse 4 to 11, he said, John 8, 4 to 11, he said, see, listen, the, uh, woman who condemns you here, they say, she said nobody. He said, okay, very good. He said, neither do I. He said, but go and sin no more. Gave her the ability not to sin. Gave her the ability to be righteous. Essentially, strengthened her. Because what happened before is, under the law, the faith that God wants us to put to work, you can't put it to work under the law. Because the only work you are doing is to be righteous. That's the only work you are doing. I want to be righteous. That's the only work you are trying to do. All that the law, the only thing you are striving is so that I'll be justified. Let me try to work and then God will just approve me. But God now says, okay, you know what? That thing you are working with, I will do it. So now I make you righteous. So now, every other work you now do, it is from the I've given you, Another work you now do is to bring out what you have inside so that you can now begin to produce fruit. Nobody under the law produces fruit. Nobody. Anything they enjoyed under the law was just messy. I mean, if you read the Bible, that's all you see. Hallelujah. And let me end with this. I wrote something that I want to explain to us. The cycle of sin, the rhythm of sin. Romans 8 verse 1, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ, Right? Because this is the tool that the enemy uses. And he's not using this, this tool against unbelievers. He's using it against believers. Against us. When we do something wrong or we miss the mark, naturally we try to fix it, right? Okay, I'm the only one who sinned here. Okay, okay. So it's true, right? So we try to fix it. And then by trying to fix it, we fail because we can't, right? And then by failure, shame will come. Condemnation will come. And a true condemnation, of course, sin will come. James 1, 14 down to 17. Same thing again. It will happen again. Then from the same thing again, sin 
try to fix it, fail. Now, all these things will keep happening. Because what the devil has done is that through this condition has made you weak. So that your faith in Christ, you can't put it to work anymore. Is it making sense? But what Christ did is, he gave you the ability not to just sit down with it, but to put it to work. Oh, hey, don't worry, I know it's already boring. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, we're going to do just a few things this morning. As a way of uh, you agreeing that you, you put your faith to work. Just bow your head. And what you will do is this. I don't want to say too much, because my note is still plenty, but I don't want to say it again. You're going to say, Lord, I confess these three things to put my faith to work. I will study, that I will give attendance to reading. Don't worry, you're saying to yourself, you're praying to God. I will pray, and I will give thanksgiving. I don't know about other rules, but these three. Just say to yourself, don't worry, just pray for yourself and just say it. If possible, you can write it down that I want to change. Let me put it that way. I want to change. I want to make effect. I want to get results. I don't want to live a life where I pray and I don't get results. But Lord, I want to now be mixing faith with everything I do. Hebrews 4, he said, those who heard the word, Hebrews 4 verse 1 down, he said, those who heard the word, he said, it didn't profit them because they did not mix it with faith. Lord, I mix it with faith. So in other words, Lord, as I pray, as I study, I get result. I get result. Philippians 4 verse 6, he said, do not be anxious in anything, but with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, make your request known, and the peace of God which pass understanding. In other words, that's the answer. There's fruit to what you have requested. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, because we know that this has built us and granted us an inheritance in Christ. And Lord, Father, Lord, I pray if there's anyone who is sick in their mind, sick in their body, we release a word of healing. In the name of Jesus. Lord, every faith that Itato has not been working, Lord, we put them to work in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare that men will no longer walk without faith, and men will no longer believe without work. But men will mix both together to yield fruit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.